The minimum requirement for success and achievement in the 21st century is the willingness to learn, unlearn, and relearn. This is the iLead Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the iLead Podcast. I'm your host, Sylvester Okoyama. Today, I intend to conclude what has now unexpectedly become a three-part series on the topic personal development. When I began this topic, I thought I would just outline the seven key statements that, in my opinion, pretty captured the importance of personal development. Again, these statements are, for the most part, general statements made by leading authorities in their own rights. All I'm doing so far is quoting these statements, and I should say they are statements of truth, and then elaborating on them a little bit. So far, we have touched five of them. Number one, we said the universal law of correspondence says as it is within, so it is without. Number two, we said the only way it gets better for you in life is when you get better on a personal level. And number three, we invoked the law of attraction, which states that people can have anything they want in this life if they are willing to develop or build enough capacity to attract them. We went on to say in number four that success is not in any business, trade or career path. Success is largely in people. And number five. We said success is not in places, it's in people. And I remember that I ended last episode on a rather controversial note with a statement that went something like this. A wrong person in the right environment is more likely to fail than a right person in the wrong environment. Now here's what I meant very simply. In context, please understand. What I meant was that take a student, for example, who never studies such a student will always fail regardless of the school you send him to. If you, take, if you change schools and take him to what you call quote-unquote better schools, without that student becoming a better student, he will yet fail. He or she will yet fail. As one reverend gentleman puts it, a lizard in Nigeria, for instance, cannot become an alligator abroad. On the flip side of the argument, if you put a creative person in an environment that does not necessarily encourage creativity, some part of his creativity would find a way to shine through. It may not be at its best, but you will notice that this person has a creative spark in him. That's all I'm trying to say. Moving on, today I'll talk on the last two points, that is point number six and seven. Now here's a quote by an American industrialist and one-time CEO of the company called IBM. IBM is short form for International Business Machines and his name is Thomas J. Watson, Sir Thomas J. Watson. He's late now, of course. He said, and I quote, nothing so conclusively proves a man's ability to lead others as what he does from day to day to lead himself." End of quote. I'll take that again. 
nothing so conclusively proves a man's ability to lead others as what he does from day to day to lead himself. Have you noticed that in every organization or institution, the leadership is saddled with the heavy responsibility of keeping things on track? Do you know that every time there's a problem in an organization or a country, the first culprit will always be the leadership? John Maxwell, the leadership expert, says everything rises and falls on leadership. And so, if there's a problem in a company, the senior management team and directors are blamed. If there's a problem in a country, it's the leaders that bear the brunt. For instance, in my country, Nigeria, at the moment, everyone is calling, crying out for the head of the president because there has been, for a while now, series of killings in some part of the country, the north-central part of the country, and everyone is blaming the president. Now, you should understand, it's not like it's the president himself that is killing people. He's not the one carrying guns or arms or what have you, killing people. But because of the cost of leadership, because as um, John Maxwell puts it, everything rises and falls on the leadership. So, everyone is calling for the head of President Muhammad Buhari. The same thing applies even in religious organizations and the family unit. It reminds me of another old saying that goes something like this. Uneasy lies the head that wears a crown. Now here's my point. Since leadership is so crucial, then according to Sir Thomas Watson, whom we quoted just a while ago, good leaders are born out from a life of personal growth, personal development. If you have successfully developed yourself, if you can lead yourself from day to day, then and only then can you be a good leader of people. Dear friends, in my observation, the general outlook and direction of any organization takes after the values built into it, built into the personal lives of its key leaders. All I'm saying in a nutshell is this, in leadership, you can't give what you don't have. Even in marriage, your success or the lack of it lies to a great extent upon the individual maturity levels of both parties, that is, you and your spouse. If you are married to an immature, entitlement-seeking, narrow-minded individual who hasn't developed himself or herself to take personal responsibility in life and in the marriage union, of course, you will have real problems. When two people come into a marriage union, they each come in with their individual levels of personal development. There you have the problem. There you have the issue. Where one is mature, for instance, and the other is a baby, there's bound to be some kind of issue. And so, you may be married to someone who is always moody, sad, or a short-tempered, lazy, stingy fellow, and so on. All these negative attributes I've just mentioned are simply indicators of where a person is on the personal growth stakes. Simply put, 
you cannot lead others successfully when you haven't developed enough to even lead yourself. Period. Let me wrap this up real quick with the seventh and final point. Your actual or perceived value to any organization or nation depends on how much value you've built into yourself or your personal brand. Let me speak to young college graduates, young professionals in the marketplace. Even if you are a student listening to this, pay attention. It will help you someday real soon. Companies do not really care what you graduate from, what school you graduate from, or what certificates or grades you hold. What they want to know is what value are you bringing to the table? What do you have to offer that will add value to their organization? Qualities such as the ability to work in a team, the ability to think outside the box, to communicate effectively, and similar soft skills as we call them are required in today's marketplace. And guess what? These skills or qualities don't just jump off on you. They are acquired through intentional personal development. I once attended a lecture where an immigration consultant explained reasons why most people failed to acquire visas in their bid to travel abroad. He said that all the questions asked during the interview were all targeted at one major point, and that is, who are you? What do you have? What value are you bringing to the table? You see, my friends, no country wants to add to its problems. They want solutions. They want people who will contribute to their solutions. They do not want people who would bring in their nuisance value, as to borrow the words of one of my role models. And so, if you've ever failed an interview for a visa, check up on what value you have built into yourself that will be of interest to the host country. So there you have it, my friends. These are my top seven reasons why you must take your personal development very serious. Like I said, they are not all the reasons there are and there are probably a thousand and one statements out there. I'm just saying I singled out these seven points and if you notice, they covered areas such as your personal life, your business and career life, even your family life. In subsequent episodes, we shall be discussing the elements of personal development and how to actually embark on a personal development journey. I'm your host, Sylvester Okoyomon, signing out. Peace. We trust that you have learned something new. You have just listened to the iLead podcast with Sylvester Okoyomo. For questions, comments, and contributions, send an email to iLeadPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.